Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gents, all things covered, listeners and viewers. Once again, we back. Another jam-packed show for you guys. B-Mac. Brian McFadden, Pat P, Patrick Peterson. You guys know how we rock and roll. First quarter of our show. Our show always feels good. It hits differently after a big time win. So with that being said, it's time to get into our check in. Lions recap. The Vikings win their second home game. They're undefeated playing in the crib right now. 28 to 24. My score prediction last week, Pat P. I wasn't that far off. I had 24 to 13, of course, Vikings win, and you guys were able to win. Man, let's talk about the game recap, man. Back and forth affair against a divisional team, a team that has really shown the ability to be able to fight. They don't just take punches anymore. They're swinging back. But tell us about the vibe of the game and what ultimately led to the win for the Vikings. Um, I just think, you know, it just showed, you know, all the situational things that we've been working on all offseason that I've been talking about that, that you know, that kind of hinder us last year from being as successful as we wanted to be, you know, and and quite honestly, just having been, you know, with the group on the sideline and having gone through these situations last year, just understanding that we really put in the work, you know, throughout this, throughout that week of preparation, like we know, you know, what we have to do. We just have to take it a play at a time. Yeah, we know that we're in a hole right now, but just keep digging, you know, just keep digging. We know it's an uphill climb, but just take it a play at a time. Continue to rely on the brother and the guy next to you. And, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of the, at the, end of the game. You know, obviously we was fighting that entire game, going down 14 early, then uh, going down 10 again late in the fourth. Um, but like I said, you know, guys just looked, each other in the eye and just said, we got to grind. This is the second time that we that we have an opportunity to face adversity um, in this early season. We're 0-1 right now. Can we be 1-1? Yeah. First half. So we end up coming out on top. It was a great team win. Special teams played well. Offense, you know, came through when they needed to. Defense made some key stops when they needed to. And ultimately, we got the dub. Yeah, and this the game this past Sunday against the, the the Lions. If you go back and look at the 2021 season, those were the type of games you guys were losing. You know, one possession game down to the wire, you were finding ways to lose. And it was it's a bright spot to see you guys find a way to win. What was the biggest turning point in that ball game against the Lions, Pat Pete? Uh, I'll probably just say honestly, just 
understanding that we've been in this situation before. You know, we we've gotten better in the red zone. We've gotten better on third down situations. We've gotten better in two minute um, situations um, thus far throughout the season. So now, at the end of the day, we just have to execute the game plan. You know, taking in the play uh, a play at a time. And you know, ultimately, we I thought we had a solid game. It was just spurs of the uh, uh, spurs and uh, periods in that game to where we kind of had some mislaps. But at the you know at the end of the day, we end up you know not letting it be something that was looming. You know, we put the fire out um, early, uh, quite uh, quite frankly, than late. You know, so. Um, you know, just being able to have the guys that been through those situations last year, understanding that we'll, we we feel like we're, we're like, you know, we, we understand, you know, the situation that we in, we've been in this situation before. Now it's our turn to prevail through these situations versus failing through them. And talking about prevailing, what was it like seeing redemption for Josh Metellus? The previous play? He let one go. He let one slip through his fingers. But then finding a way to end the ball game with that interception, what was it like seeing those two plays happen? Man, that was big for my man, uh, Josh. Um, been having a – had a great camp, been a great guy, you know, since I've been here, you know, mm-hmm. the last, you know now going on the two years, you know, just a, a core guy on special teams and just always that, 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 that Swiss knife – um, that we need whenever uh, whenever we need to pull him out, you know he's he's that that important to us to where we can plug him in at any given time, you know throughout the season because he's very intelligent, uh, has a very high football IQ, understands the game, knows how to communicate, you know uh, not afraid to talk, you know and know he has all the great traits, you know to 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 be a great safety in this game. He just you know obviously have to wait his turn. You know, being behind the great uh, Harrison Smith, but mm-hmm. you know when the opportunity comes, you know he just does nothing but show up. And, you know that's all you can ask for a guy. You know that's that that's in a role that understands his role, but also is ready when his number is called. Yeah, and you as an individual, Pat P, you had a big time pass breakup late in the ball game to force a fourth down. What was the keys to success for you on that play? Well, for me, you know, I was, you know, had a cut split, you know, I was in a press technique, you know, we knew we had to be. Explain cut split for our listeners and our viewers, please. Uh, for the most part, he was, uh, had a close alignment to the, to the, to the end man on line of scrimmage. But at gotcha. that gotcha. it was the tackle, well, it was a tight end, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, he ended up running the out, like it started off running the out route, but I knew with me playing in the game for, you know, forever now, um, with him running out with me in a press, you know, technique is that's very highly, you know, unlikely that he's the quarterback's going to throw that route because I'm already in press technique, I'm um, in close proximity of the receiver. Mm-hmm. So back just to make sure he wasn't throwing it, um, you know, to secure uh, to secure that play. Um, obviously, he ended up, you know, rerouting, rerouting up the uh, up the field. Um, you know, and I knew I was in good enough position to where the quarterback was not going to put air on the ball because golf knows me better than that. If he puts air on that ball and give me time to to get my eyes back on, is more than yeah. likely going to. Um, so I knew he was going to throw back a back shoulder uh, a back shoulder throw. Um, so I just kept my eyes on my receiver, played through his hands, was just far enough to uh, away from the receiver where I did not 
have, have any legal contact before the ball got there. So just had, you know, played play through his hands and, and made a great play for the defense. And ultimately, it was a sneaky uh, key play for that game. And very, very, very much so. Because like I said, that play, you know, forced the fourth down. And of course, we know how it all played out for you guys. You know, individually speaking, Pat P, how do you feel about your, your performance through uh, three weeks? And, you know, I feel like I'm playing solid, man. You know, um, you know, I wish there was a couple of plays that I got that I could take back, like the dig early on in that game. You know, but, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, I felt I was pretty good in the move in the move area. Um, it was a 22 yard in a 22 yard in breaking route, um, but I was on it. I caught him right when he tackled it. I mean, right when I tackled him, right when he caught the ball. Um, I feel like my tackling is uh, is, is definitely has improved. Um, going into the season, um, I, I really took that, you know, into consideration as far as me, you know, you know, continuing to be a well-rounded corner. You know, teams are, are going to force corners to tackle, you know, and I have mm -hmm. to make your mind up, you know, going into each and every game, you know, that you're going to have to make tackles. Um, I feel like my coverage is still there. I feel like I still have the speed to keep up with, the, with these receivers um, in the game. Um, but... I think I'm playing pretty solid, but leave it up to PFF. Who knows what they say? <laughs> hey, you know, they, they grade on their own grading scale. They got their own grading scale. So you know how that goes. Last question for you. before I get, 90, I get a 90 or, or above every week for my position, Coach. So that's, that's all that matters. All I want to know is who who's grading, man. It, it just, I just want to put some guys who actually knows coverages and knows who guy is, who has what responsibilities yeah to say and, see, to say. and that's the most important thing you got to know each player's responsibility to know exactly if they did what they were supposed to do or if they right. didn't you know what exactly. i mean <laughs> and you know a lot of times most defense they play a lot of combo coverages where you got two coverages and one based on what the offense come out in sometimes guys might improvise i might be a half player but i might tell you to invert now we we, we swap roles they think right? And the man in the league, man. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot goes into the coverage standpoint for our listeners and our viewers. It's not we don't get out there and just do it because we're fast, we're athletic, and we can backpedal. No, you got to be able to communicate. You got to be a thinker. You got to be able to make things call audibles to say the least on the fly, and that oftentimes happens. Last question before we transition to the Saints preview uh, for you, Pat P. How does it feel? How does it feel, man? If you look at where you guys are, especially in the division. You play two divisional teams. You're two and zero. How does it feel to start off two and zero in the division? And that's huge, man. To get a you know an early leg up on a, on on the division, you know, obviously we know it's a long road, it's a marathon, not a sprint. But obviously, you know, the first goal ultimately is to win your division. You know, to have an opportunity to secure a spot. You know, in in uh, in the playoffs. You know, and obviously have an opportunity to be two zero. You know, on our oppositions. Is uh is great for us, you know. Um, we obviously know it's we have a lot of work that uh that we can uh, that we can um, continue to work on things that we can continue to get better at. Um, but you know, it's always good when you can have an early lead on um, on your divisional opponents. So Pat P, Saints preview. You guys get ready to play the New Orleans Saints cross seas, cross the country, outside of the country. My bad, in England. Uh, what was your first uh, time like, huh? 
I said across the pond. That's what they say. Oh yeah, across the pond. Across the pond. Thank you for correcting me, my guy. But what was your first time like playing in England? The atmosphere, the week of preparation, and then the game. Uh, we had an opportunity. I believe it was 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bruce Aarons last year, we had an opportunity to play the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, that that was their first year. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was their first year moving into Los Angeles at that time. And uh, we went there for the entire week. We was the home team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it was different. It was different, man, because it was a different atmosphere being in another country. You know, the the time change, the movement of life there is just totally different from the United States. Everything is much slower, um, much more open. Um, so it was very hard to get to certain things, but for the most part, it was awesome because you had opportunity to, to, uh, to, 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 to grow your fan base on a whole nother spectrum. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so it was awesome to have an opportunity to go there. Um, actually it was 2017, October of 2017, um, when we, when we played there, um, but having the opportunity to build a whole nother fan base was uh was amazing you know and having a, a opportunity to play on a different continent was you know uh obviously a dream come true growing up seeing i would never forget seeing that monday night football game arizona cardinals i can't remember who that maybe was the san francisco 49ers on the monday night in new mexico, in mexico. city yeah in mexico yep. city so, uh seeing that being a football fan growing up always wanted to be a part of that and now having a second opportunity to be a part of that is a, a dream come true. And speaking of the international presence in regards to <laughs> fans, you know, rooting and cheering and watching the NFL, we, we, will see, we, we will see a lot of NFL fans in England this week for you guys' game. But I want to ask you this, where is the most random place on earth that someone recognized you? Most random place on earth that someone recognized me. It wasn't random, but I was very highly shocked that this guy knew I was there. I was at Scotland. I was playing at the uh, St. Andrews, the old course. Mm -hmm. uh, play with a, with a group of guys over there. Um, and after the round, this kid ran up to me with a P, uh, with a uh, Arizona Cardinals red 21 jersey on. I still have the picture to this day. I'm going to send it over to Eric so he can get it on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, man, I'm the biggest fan of yours, mate. This, that, and other. He's talking in his, uh, you know, his British accent, this, that, and other. Yeah. He's like, I'm the biggest fan of yours. This, that, I heard you was out here um, over at the old course. I had to get off work and come over and take a, uh, uh, I think he was just like, get, just graduated college or whatever. It's like, I just had to get off work and come over and take a picture of it. I had my jersey in the car. Um, so it was a pretty cool experience to have an opportunity to meet a fan. Um you know, and obviously, and it was during the off season, so it wasn't even like I was over there on you know some a football trip. You know, gotcha. I was over there literally on a golf trip, and the guy found out that uh, I was there, and uh, he ran up to me with his jersey on, and uh, that was a pretty cool experience. But I probably say that was I won't say that was weird, but that was pretty um, ironic um, that that mm -hmm. happened in that you know in that continent at that time. Um, it, it made me feel pretty special. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool yeah. moment. And, and and talking about this particular ball game against the New Orleans Saints, uh, how important will it be to have Dalvin Cook and Harrison Smith in the lineup? It'd be very important to have our two captains, you know, our two leaders 
uh, you know, in the lineup because, you know, you know, the team go at the team goes, you know, as the as the leader go. You know, I never forget, you know, one of my favorite quotes um, that Coach Rapone, I don't know if he's still coaching with Tampa Bay, but he always said to me, you know, me and Tyron, we would, when both of us carried that C on our chest in the secondary, he always said the speed of the speed of the leader will be the speed of the pack. No question. I like that. Always with me. They always stuck with me. And ever since, you know, I've been honored to carry that C and other guys as well is the speed of the leaders will be the speed of the pack. So, you know, having those guys in the lineup will be, you know, will, will, you know, will, you know, will be great for us. You know, having two leaders, two playmakers, two game changers back in the lineup will be great for us. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I don't know, you know, what the, what the, uh, you know, the status is on, 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 on either of those guys, but, I hope that you know we go through a great week of preparation and, and and are able to have those guys in the lineup for sure. Yeah, and then talking about the New Orleans Saints, you know they got Michael Thomas back; he's healthy, uh, but he's not quite on the same pace as he was a few years ago. But what type of challenges does he present? Man, you know I haven't had. I'm about actually as soon as I get off the show, I'm about to go get on my New Orleans tape. Um, as soon as I get home. Um, but having an opportunity to, you know, just go through my memory log of Michael Thomas, very, very talented receiver, um, have very uh, good burst of speed. He's not the fastest guy, but he have a great burst of speed, very good route runner, very strong hands, um, going to make those contested catches, mm -hmm. you know. So, like I said, I haven't had an opportunity to watch those guys on tape this year because, I, you know, knowing that he missed – I can't remember. I know he missed uh, last season. Basically the last two years almost. I thought so. So, yeah. yeah it's been a mess. You know, it's not much tape on him, but just like I said, going back through my memory log of the receiver, Michael Thomas, that, I, you know, I was able to face, um, you know, Michael Thomas over the uh, – that I had opportunity to face over the over the times. He's a, he's, he's a difficult receiver. You know, you know a, a, a taller uh, statue receiver – He's uh, on a, I won't say on a skinnier side. He's more on a stout, stouter. Uh, I won't say stout, um, but he's 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 a receiver that's not skinny. He's not big, but he's just nice and cut to mm -hmm. where he can big body. You know, make, exactly, he's just a big body receiver that can, you know, like I said, make those contest, uh, contested catches. Um, that can make uh, uh you know can uh, take the ball uh you know extra yards after the uh, the first the first contact, you know, so um, not able to be, you know, be able to watch these guys on tape, you know, not seeing how they're going to be able to utilize him just yet. Just like I said, just going back through the memory log. Um, but, you know, being a great receiver that he is, you know, it's not going to take long for him to get his streak going. Hopefully his next week, not this week. Yeah, not this week against you guys, but maybe the following week. How about that? In the last two seasons, he's only played in seven ball games, so he didn't miss both years, but he missed the majority of the last two seasons, only playing in seven ball games. What's what what will it be like, you know, seeing your former teammate, your good friend, your homeboy, your fam, Tyron Matthew, as an opponent? You know, after all the time you guys spent together uh, in college, and of course, you know, in Arizona, is this the first time you actually play? You is this the first time y'all playing against each other as opponents? 
Uh, this will be my second time. We played against him in 2018 when Steve Wilkes this, was out the here. Texas. No, no, no. Huh? Wait, in 18, oh. he was with the Texans or the Chiefs? Uh, 18, he was with the uh, – that's what I can say. No, they they did not win in 18. But, yeah, he was there in 18 for sure. Gotcha, I gotcha. Mean, that was – yeah, that was 18 because um, uh, Cliff first year was 19. Gotcha, gotcha. And that was – yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, in uh, 2018, that was our, my first time playing against him. It was a great, great time. I obviously have an opportunity to see my brother – again, on the playing field in person. Um, you know, so it's not going to be, you know, as, you know, as weird as it was last time. Um, but, no, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, out there moving around in person versus, you know, on my iPad or on the tube, um, seeing him move around in person and, you know, hopefully not making too many plays on us. I, I know how very instinctive he is and how allergic to the ball uh, he is as well, uh, but it's going to be a, a a fun outing to to be able to to reunite with you know with one of my closest brothers in this uh you know I won't even say the football world just in life in general. No doubt. Hey Pat P, uh, will you reach out to, to to Badger and and put a little wager on the line? You see who could get their hands on the interception? Friendly little a friendly little bet. So some Sprite, some tropical. Matter of fact, did you get your tropical Sprite? Yeah, I was just about to say that, man. Shout out to Mac. For getting that sprite to your boy, um, I did get the sprite. I did not have it today. I, I wanted to bring me a bottle today, but I forgot. But I will have it on the next show. But appreciate it, Matt. He gave me a nice twenty-four case. I mean, a twenty-four, yeah. uh, twenty-four pack case. I appreciate the that, bottles man. too. You say you asked for the bottles, right? Big bottles. Yeah, the big bottles. Big bottles. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So you should reach out. You should reach out to Badger, man. Put something online, man. See, so get their hands on a, on a, on a, on, a, on the football this week. Yeah, yeah, I might. I know. I, I I remember. I can't remember if it was Coke or Pepsi. I remember it was a dark soda that you like. Maybe you have to put a a Coke and a, a Sprite a on. A, I'm sure. What's up with all you LSU boys drinking all this soda? He he like dark soda. You like white soda, light light soda, Sprite. What? For me, LSU thing. Nah, Matt. For me, I never really drunk soda growing up because I always heard that. It made your face get get you get like these little acid reflexes on your face, like these little patches. <laughs> you know the little the hood remedies. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm always afraid of soda. The year I started really drinking soda was 2014. No, actually 15. Going after my uh, post diabetes when I found out that I was um, a diabetic. Gotcha. And then I off all the sugar this that another and then at the practice i always found myself a little just a little droggy and i you know obviously cutting off the candy didn't want any more uh sweets and i found out that the sprites was just good enough for me mm -hmm. this 2015 at the practice i've been having me a nice cold sprite there it is all right <laughs> hey, hey tropical sprite is pat p's drink soda of choice Yes, sir. <laughs> he said it's great. Hey, man. And that, that's a nice little shameless plug to, to Sprite, by the way. Sprite, rock with us. You know what I mean? We just gave you a shameless plug, free plug. You know, my guy Pat P sure. might like some free soda. I'm trying to tell you, ain't, ain't, no sh ain't nothing like a five-finger discount. No question. That's the best <laughs> one going. Best one going. Before, hey, but Pat P, before we, before we go to our break, hit around the league. It's prediction time. Across the pond. 
Are you guys the home team or the away team? We do. We are the away team. Away team. So wearing white jerseys might be depending on what the Saints wear. Prediction time. I got the Vikings winning twenty three to seventeen. What'd you say? I saw the Saints wearing some clean black helmets. Oh, they got the black joints they're bringing out? Oh, they're bringing out the alternate helmets. Yeah, so they probably gonna be wearing black If if they got black helmets, they might as well wear that all black. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But my prediction for this game, 23-17, total of 40 points. I got the Vikings winning, once again, get to uh, three three and one. And that would be huge because that would give you guys three wins against NFC teams, which is huge in regards to playoff implications. So let's see exactly what happens. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we let you guys go, we got to tap into around the league, tap into some news circulating around the National Football League. Let's start within your conference, Pat P, the NFC. Who is the class of the NFC right now? When you look at the more notable teams, we just, you know, highlighted the Eagles earlier in the show talking about what they've done. Three and oh, you got the Rams two and one. You got the Packers who just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But in your opinion, based on some of the things that you've seen or heard, who do you think is the class of the NFC right now? Man, you know I got to pick us for sure. As you but, should. Yeah. Other than us, obviously we we play one of the hottest teams right now in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are you know extremely talented. You know we're gonna have Darius, uh, Darius Slay, big play Slay. No on question. The, uh, on the tube here uh, later, but I'll probably say they are the hottest team right now in the NFL, you know, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Just I agree with you. Uh, you yeah, can't top. argue their record. They're undefeated. You can't argue how they've won ball games, the teams they played against. And I know some people might say, you know, in totality that Miami Dolphins might be a better team than the Eagles currently based on the teams they played against. But I think Philly has done it in a more convincing way in my opinion. And speaking of the Miami Dolphins, they're 3-0, right? Do you think the hype is real? I do. I do. I, I, I like what I see from the Dolphins. I like the way that they're winning ball games. you know, especially winning ball games like this early. Mm-hmm. Mac, you know, that does nothing but build confidence. That builds Big time. Big time. Into the, into the team. Now you know that you can win these close games. Now yep. you know no matter what the situation is, you can come back. And when a team is like that, they're very dangerous. And that you can just see the confidence building in Tua. You can see the confidence building in the coaching staff. The guys, the players are believing 
or what the coaching staff are, 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 are telling them, believing in the scheme, believing in the process to where it's showing up on Sundays. No question. And speaking of Tua, they can say whatever they want to say. I don't know if you saw the actual play, but they talk about he had a little back ailment. Man, that man was concussed. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you know what they say? Anytime you concuss, man, stay down. Don't get up. Yeah. Don't fight it. Don't fight it because you're going to lose that battle. Wobbling. And the first thing they do is fix their face no mask. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tried to walk. He better be happy he didn't hyperextend that knee. Cause he missed a step, you know. When you, you know, when you drunk, when you concuss and you try to walk, it's almost like that right leg is trying to go up a step, but the left leg is on level ground. Hey, they missed with that one, babe. But he he stayed in the game. He, he they came, figured yeah. it out. No, he went out and he came back in, but he bounced back. But what I'm saying, he finished that game. <laughs> he yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh yeah, he finished the game. All of them put him through the the concussion protocol. I'm sure they did. I'm sure yeah. they did. They no said they way. had some independent doctors that you know gave him the test and he passed. Man, that man was drunk. That's that's what we used to call. So in Pittsburgh, Pat P, anytime we some we saw someone get concussed, we we like they get that prom escort. You know when you go yeah. walk your date to the prom and take that yeah. picture. You know that uh-huh. trainer come get that arm and, and walk you slow to the sideline. You, you get that prom escort. He was but he needed to get that prom escort. I agree, Matt. Hey, what no doubt about in my yeah, mind about a back. They said his back. Is what caused him to have the water legs, the wobbly legs. Uh-huh. Man, that man was drunk. That's what they said. Talk about his back. He had some loose fragments in his back or something. So therefore, his legs was kind of a little wobbly. Fragments. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. They wanted the man to come back in the game because you know if he was concussed, he couldn't come back. You know that. <laughs> man, yeah. That's why I'm like, how y'all, how y'all don't think this man is drunk? This man is drunk, man. He's asleep. He got up and then he fell to the, they had to go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey. I saw the in this morning, man. I said, yeah, yeah. He he was concussed. Yeah, he said he had a back, a back ailment. Hey, last thing we're gonna hit him before we let you go. The Pro Bowl is dead as we know it. You heard about the new po- Pro Bowl <laughs> format. Why you saying dead? dead is disco <laughs> dead? Man, that whole Pro Bowl the game. Ain't nobody playing no football no more in the Pro Bowl. Y'all wasn't playing anyway. Let's keep it real. They said they're gonna do flag. I think flag football. That's what they say. How you feel? How you feel? How you feel about that, Pat? Please. I'm not laughing at the fact that you that you said they turning the game to flag football. I'm laughing laugh at the fact that you said that the game is dead as we all know. Yeah, the Pro Bowl dead as we all know it. The Pro Bowl dead. It's not coming back. It's not going to be reincarnated. It's gone. The Pro it's Bowl playing, is not it's flag football now. I think. Time out. Huh? Time out. How are they going to implement a flag football game? Hey, what you mean? It, it, wait, I'm just trying. I'm going through. I, obviously, I saw the news. Yep. I'm going through. How are they going to try to implement a flag football game? So how are they going to incorporate offensive linemen? They ain't. They got, they, or you might have to have. Seven on seven? It can't be like, seven what on is seven. It? it might be nine on nine or ten on ten. That's what I'm saying. So, like, at the end of the day, what they should do is. Just cancel the game. Like this flat football is still, if they save, you know, injuries, you know, I know, but there's still going to be, it's, it's still high risk injuries in flat football. You still going to have to make high cuts. You still going to have to jump for the ball. There's yeah. still <laughs> risk there. You know what so, they should I, do? 
You know what they should do. This is what they should do, Pat P. I just thought of something. I'm a fast thinker, by the way, listeners and viewers. This is what they should do to the Pro Bowl because to you and for your argument, even if you do flag football, you won't be able to incorporate offensive alignment, defense alignment, and guys not going to run full speed because they don't want to risk any type of injury with utilizing their competitive juices, right? So this is what we should do. The best players from the NFC go against the best players from the AFC. So we have different challenges, like, right? Let's do a golf challenge when you come to tee-offs, right? Let's do golf. Let's do something like basketball, you know what I mean? Play a game of horse or maybe a three-point contest, maybe a dunk contest, or let's 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 do a challenge like maybe a Jeopardy-like challenge, a trivia challenge where you get some of the smarter guys from each side and got five of you. And let's do different challenges that will allow you guys to showcase your competitive edge, not utilizing all nothing but athleticism. Right. And what I think they should do is, is put all of those on those major networks like if it's going to be a jeopardy have that on a whatever whenever jeopardy is you know showing have it on that night yeah and do... also too what about, what about some of these guys who big time cookers like yourself like we're gonna get three people from the nfc gonna, y'all put together our favorite dish a cook-off that can go on a cook-off on a wednesday yeah, on you can have a cook-off you can have a shoot-off basketball a tee-off i like let, let us let us listen for all our all our faithful YouTube watchers. Hit us in the comment box. You like my idea? Would you say, Pappy? I said you can even throw in a bass fishing contest. You can go. Yes. You said tee off. You can go. You can even go to like a. Uh, I'm, well, it's probably not in the contract, but you know, go kart racing. Man, a maybe a home run, a home run derby. Something. But hey, I think even, I, I just don't like the, the the aspect of the flag football game because yeah. essentially that's what the Pro Bowl turned to in the last you know seven years. Basically, basically, basically. Flag. it's been flag. So now it's and really going to be flag because guys ain't going to be out there running full speed trying to pull nobody flag. Right, and I think what what it comes down to is you know obviously guys are playing going into contract years. We play a physical sport. Guys are not trying to risk their bodies for a basically a non-meaningful game. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't so make let's sense. Just so come up, the NFL should come up with a few different challenges. A tee off, a shoot off, a basketball, cook off. And a, and a, and a, a team, the, the, the best conference win. I like it. Every so I think that we can have, you know, maybe like, like a big man challenge on a Monday, a skill mm-hmm. challenge on Tuesday, something else, a uh, combined challenge on, on, on Wednesday, quarterback challenge on Thursday, cooking challenge on Friday, you know, just make it more of a competitive, uh, competitive challenge throughout the week. Yeah. Versus that flat football game. I, I, I don't know how I feel about that flat football game. Just yeah, it, it, it's going to really be, it ain't going to be flag. It's going to be slow motion. Yeah, ain't nobody moving around fast out there. Because how are you going to be able to implement all aspects of the game, you yeah. Can't, so, therefore, you're not going to have a well. I don't think they had kickoff uh, kickoffs anyway. So, therefore, you're going to have to go for it on on fourth down every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to, but there's no there's no physical attribute in that game to where the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, can be involved in that. So, I agree. Make it a full week of challenges. No question. I, I agree. Hey, 
Hit us in the comments. Let us know. Do you like the ideal of flag football for the Pro Bowl moving forward? Or do you like our ideal? Let's do certain things that showcase different skill sets from some of these players. Some of these boys can cook. Some of these boys can shoot. Some of these boys can play pool. You know what I mean? Hey, what about a kickoff for our kickers? They got to get involved too. Right. Like kicking it. Like how cool would it be kicking it off the top of the Bellagio or the top of the, off the top of the Cosmo or something like that into the fountain? Oh, it is in Vegas. Hello. It is in Vegas. (laughs) I like how cool would that be? I forgot the the Pro Bowl will be in Vegas this year. It's a lot of different things you can do in Vegas. Shout out to my daughters. Man, we love to sing movies. So, you uh-huh. know, the scene was shot out, uh, shot in, uh, well, not shot in Vegas, but animated in Vegas. And just seeing some of the cool things that they was able to do mm-hmm. in that uh, in that movie just made me think of some cool things that I feel that the NFL can do, you know, with some of the challenges, you know, be, with the Pro Bowl being there uh, during that week. So let's see. Yeah. No question. Let's see. NFL. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's set in stone, but I've been to eight of them. I know how to make some of them better. If you need some advice, holla at your boy. No question. Holla at Pat Pete. <laughs> Vegas getting ready for the 2023 Pro Bowl. Right now, it's flag football. They're going to be watching. I don't know how entertaining that's going to be, but let's see if they have a, have the thought process to change some of the ins and outs of the rules and the game and what will be on display for fans to see. Let's go. Let us know. Hit us in the comment section. Let us know if you like our idea. You want to see flag football? Or would you want to see guys do things you don't usually see them do? That's the thing. That's what I think. But I can tell you this much. One thing I know Pat P does, play good football. His Minnesota Vikings will be taking on the New Orleans Saints in England across the pond this Sunday. Make sure if you're going to be there in person representing the Vikings, make sure you're loud. If you're going to, if you're going to be able to watch the game from your home, from your living room, your bedroom, make sure you support. Matter of fact, is that an early kickoff? Is it like in the morning? Yeah, it's like, I think like 8.30, 9.30 Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, that's one thing I hate when I wake up in the morning, game is already on, it's like in the second quarter. I hate that. Oh, well. Well, if you wake up late and you miss the start of the game, hopefully when you wake up, the Vikings already got a nice lead over the Saints. That's That'd be a great way to wake up on Sunday. With a nice cup of coffee. No question. No question. Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. I hope you enjoyed our show once again. Pat P, Brian McFadden, all things covered. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, the same can be said for a podcast as well. Anywhere where podcasts are found, make sure you hit us with that subscription there so you will be alerted of all our great content as soon as, as, soon as we drop it. See you when we see you. Peace. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.